MomCast is brought to you by the Hutta family of orthodontists and America's floor source. Hey, moms, we've got big decisions to make. Mommy! It's the MomCast. Really, Mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. MomCast! And MomCast. Welcome back to MomCast, Stacy, Heather, Greg. We, um, we're at that point in our lives now, I think. Uh, a, we're getting back out there, which is kind of nice. All of these mandates, they're going away. Heather, yeah, I how are you feeling? I took my mask off last night at a grocery store, and I will say it took me about 20 minutes to convince myself to do it because it's become a safety net. Isn't it weird? Like you feel a little uncomfortable. Even though now they're saying, if you're vaccinated, you know, you're good. So um, I feel comfortable and we are. But yeah, there's that initial like, are we allowed to be doing this? (laughs) And people still have signs up, but you don't know if like maybe they just haven't got around to taking them down. I mean, it's been that kind of boom, boom. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion. Um, I guess the good news, what the CDC is saying, they feel confident now in the vaccinations. So they feel confident. And it's been some time, right? So I'm sure they've been watching that. Um, People who are fully vaccinated, they say, are safe now in these situations. Um, And it's a personal decision if you are not. But I think that's where the confusion is, because they say if you haven't gotten vaccinated, you should still wear a mask. Some people, you know, aren't wanting to do that. But so the good news is we're starting to get out there more, which is nice. And it's just in time for good weather. But now I know at our house it's been kind of... um, Not tense, but we've been doing a lot of discussion about the vaccine because my daughter is 14, so she hasn't been able to get it until now. So some of her friends already got the first shot. Um, She'll be getting the first shot in just a couple of days. Um, So she wanted to get it. But at our house, that was a discussion because I was like, okay, well, now it's your age group. Before, we were like, okay, well, think about it. Because Jeff and I were like, okay, we're going to have a daughter that's probably going to be eligible for the vaccine. For us to take it, we were we were cool with that and had no issue with us taking it. But then when it's your kid, you're like, okay, you do, if, at least at our house, we took another look at it. Like, it's fine for us, but what about for the kids? So um, are you finding that? Because your kids are younger. Greg, your kids are younger. It's not to that point yet. But I know there is discussion of it getting to the younger kids have either of you Heather I'll start with you have you talked about that or thought about it or anything yes um, like the kids are almost seven and almost ten so they I'm curious Stacy if you gave your daughter a choice mm-hmm. okay okay I asked her I never considered giving them a choice from day one it's been you'll be first in line when that vaccine comes because they know that's their ticket back to normalcy. I won't let them go to things and be in sports until that happens. I've been very strict about those things to protect them. Mm -hmm. And uh, they don't know it's a choice, so I haven't presented it as a choice. (laughs) Is that terrible? Well, let me go back because I, I, I should say we had the same conversation. Now look, here are the rules. How are you feeling about it? That was where it started. I didn't say, if you don't want to take it, you don't have to. Okay. Because we got vaccinated and I feel strongly. And again, this is personal choice. You all have your own choice. That's kind of our point in this conversation. Um, For us, Jeff and I decided we, we really feel like Liv should have it. 
You know, we feel like it's safe enough. We got it. It's okay. Everybody seems to be okay. Um, But when I said, what do you think about the vaccine? Let's talk about it. She was adamant. Right out of the gate. Mom, I really want the vaccine. I'm hoping they're going to pass it for us. I know they're testing it. As long as it looks good, I want the vaccine. So that kind of made it easier for us because that just, you know, reiterated how we felt. I don't know what I would have done. I'll be honest, if she said I really just don't want it or gotten nervous. But I think part of it is, you know, we got it and we were fine and we talked about how good it was to get it. So I think, you know, it depends on your family, right? And your approach as parents. So you've, are you, you're then, you're ready to go. Should it get approved? Yes. And to be honest, I have not um, really thought much about the potential risks. I think part of it's because two of us had COVID in our house and um, I just would rather take the risk of getting the, the, the injection versus, you know, getting COVID again or one of the variants that are maybe a little more contagious. So I have a different perspective just because sure. one of my kids had it. But also I'm the free spirit mom. Remember? Oh yeah. I let my kids run wild. But for some reason this this COVID thing kind of you know made me clamp down a little bit and just for their protection. And I when I you asked me what we were doing about this, it really opened my eyes like, boy Heather, you do have some uh <laughs> some boundaries in there somewhere it's you worth know. a conversation yeah. right yeah i, I mean yeah. and yeah so you and your husband you know may want to just kind of make sure you're all you talk it all through i mean yeah. you know because we talked to live a little bit about that i don't my daughter is a little bit of a like she's very um what's the word i want impressionable mm. so she's always been that way so i i'm almost hesitant to say now you know some people with the second shot might not feel well because me just saying those words she'll suddenly not feel well even if she was okay you know what i mean she's very she's very much that kid yeah. she kind of always has but but we did talk about it you know did she because she already some of her friends got it how'd they do with it oh no one no one had any issues okay good again that's kind of the thing that we've been at MomCast. we never say well you're right or wrong as a parent i mean this is a hard job and you're making hopefully you're making the best decisions you can make. I mean, I know there are parents that don't. We're, we're talking with the parents that, you know, want to make the best decisions for their parent or for their kids and they want to keep them safe. So if you feel that it isn't quite, you don't feel safe with it, I get it. Absolutely. I get it. We may disabe- disagree, but I get it Absolutely. completely. Um, so that's why this is tricky. And that you're right. I mean, what happens when we're not there yet, mm-hmm. but what happens if, you know, you have to have it to go to school. Um, it becomes a whole other conversation. But right now, we're not there. We're just at, you know, do you want your kid to have it or not? And right now, we're all able to make that decision. And uh, the, if you think about it, the flu shot is still optional. Mm-hmm. And But I think that the flu is maybe not as deadly. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I don't know that. I have no idea. I don't know why that is. Why is the flu shot not Mm -hmm. uh, you know so i think down the road this would make be an interesting conversation but uh, either way i agree with you stacy it is what is best for your family and just this conversation now has kind of opened my eyes to the fact that i should ask avery and savannah their thoughts i'm still going to make them get it but i can ask them (laughs) how they feel about it well or or do what you can to uh, if your decision is for them to have it to make them more comfortable with it you know, I mean, if, if 
hearing what they, if they have misgivings about it, you know, it's good to know what those are. I mean, you know, it could be something you can answer for them, right? Yeah. I mean, and your kids, have they discussed it at all? I'm I'm assuming they haven't. Um, No, Davis is a little... <laughs> I love him so much, but he's a little wimp when it comes to getting <laughs> shots. Um, and yeah. uh, he just equates it to like uh, the flu shot. He sure. doesn't want to get another shot. So he he doesn't know. He just sees a sharp needle and gets scared and says no. He doesn't sure. realize yeah. the, the impact that the vaccine right. really has. Right. Well. So to that point, you know, if that's all he's worried about, then I'm going to make him do it. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? There are a lot of adults that still feel yeah, that way yeah, that, no. that went to get this and it was it was hard for them because they don't like needles sure. or they don't like the shots. And you're right. Gosh, I just that was like the worst thing. Taking your kid the first time to have oh, man. the baby that that ugh, I'll never get over it. I'll never get over the look in her eyes like you betrayed me. Yes. <laughs> you know, where they feel that needle going into their leg and they're like they're not old enough to verbalize it. But, you know, she had that look in her eye like, you know what, lady? That's it. I am not going to trust you I'm again. Remembering you this. put me down here. You know, I mean, that's... It was terrible. It's terrible. So I think, you know, we all have the little traumas <laughs> that yes. we're dealing with. And while it's your decision, we do have um, two professionals um, that one is a doctor, one a pediatrician, and one is an uh, infectious diseases specialist at Nationwide Children's Hospital to talk a little bit about how you make the decision. We have Dr. Rob Snyder. He is from Hilliard Pediatrics, and he's going to give us some information that you can use as you make your decision. Good morning, Dr. Rob. Good morning. How are you? We're doing well. Thank you for talking to us. And we're going to jump right in because I think a lot of parents are, you know, some feel very confident one way or the other. Some are still, you know, wondering what to do. What would you say, Dr. Snyder, what do parents need to know as they make a decision on whether or not to get the vaccine for a young teen? Absolutely. And certainly we talk about this uh, process and the decision making about whether to give your kid the vaccine um, every day. And now, of course, the 12 to 15 year olds are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. So parents are understandably excited and hesitant. And we do say, you know, uh, there is a rare risk with this vaccine, just as with any vaccine. But there are three main points that I'm uh, talking to my parents about why I think the benefits outweigh the risk. So the uh, one to prevent severe disease. So as most people know, most kids with um, COVID-19 infection don't get very sick. And in fact, they often uh, may have no symptoms at all. But some kids, especially older teenagers, will get more severe illness and end up in the hospital. And there is a, a chronic inflammatory condition called multisystem inflammatory syndrome in children uh, that can be life-threatening. So we feel that the vaccine will largely avoid that process. So that's one reason. Two, we want to minimize the need to quarantine. So a lot of parents who have middle schoolers or high schoolers um, have unfortunately had to watch their child have to quarantine for 10 to 14 days after exposure to COVID-19. So whole sports teams would be out, you know, for two weeks. And then the third thing really is to protect the vulnerable. So you know, there's this effort to uh, vaccinate the elderly, and so our grandparents, and, and a lot of them have had the vaccine, and that's great. Uh, but we don't know how long that vaccine protection will last. And you can, you can protect your extended family by getting yourself and your children vaccinated over time. So we certainly appreciate, you know, parents' hesitation, but we are advocates of the vaccine and, and feel that it really will help us to get back to normal. Well, and Doc, I've got uh, little kids, an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. 
I know it's hard to say, but can you look down the road and see, you know, w- what are the odds of the the vaccinations being available for the younger kids, uh, you know, younger than 12? Absolutely. And gosh, I get that question all the time, too. And I completely understand. And, and you know, as we know, the younger kids um, really don't get severe illness most of the time. And so, uh, nonetheless, I really think that uh, if we want to get ourselves back to what life was before, um, we will help those children, your kids, and uh, the extended kind of community uh, by vaccinating those kids also. And I think that that may happen as soon as the late summer, early fall, perhaps mm, September. Not too far. Well, Dr. No. Rob Snyder, thank you, because we just wanted to get info out there for parents as they are kind of maneuvering these new waters. I know a lot have been thinking about it and have some decisions to make, and it looks like pretty quickly here we'll be able to move on a decision one way or the other. Absolutely. We're excited to uh, be able to offer that to families. Thank you, Dr. Rob Snyder, Hilliard Pediatrics. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Dr. Ascension Mejias, infectious disease physician at Nationwide Children's Hospital, going to help us out a little bit with this because I'm sure, doctor, that there are some parents, even maybe while they're feeling relieved that it looks like we've got clearance on a vaccine and we're getting ready to start, they're also a little nervous about actually doing it. I understand, uh, but parents need to be confident, and these vaccines have been shown to be safe. And, and very effective, and um, and it's going to help to reopen schools, to provide some safety to families, and and to protect children. That's what we need to do. I know for me as a parent, my my thought process was, you know, I feel confident doing this for myself. I had to think about it a little bit when it came to my daughter, because just because, I mean, you know, you don't yeah. you want to make the right decision. But she is fourteen, and so we had a conversation about it. And I was able to say, how do you feel? What would you like to do? And she definitely wants to do it. So that kind of helps. What are some of the things parents should keep in mind as they are making the decision? Is there any kind of a a downside or anything that they should be prepared for? Well, the thing is that uh, based on the study that was done in, uh, in 2300, children 12 to 15, the side effects were pretty similar to what we've seen in older uh, or in adults on um, and older children, and fever was the most common side effect. Um, they're, they're safe, and uh, they have some side effects that we've experienced. I did experience some side effects when I got when I got it. I got the Moderna, uh, but it's something that if you are aware that it can happen and you can handle it, it's something minor compared to the benefit that this can have. Well, and again, I know this is a decision every parent is going to make, um, but one thing that I've heard some of my friends say it's like the reason they're a little nervous is because if young children or young teens get COVID, often their symptoms are very minimal, not as bad as they would be for adults or older adults. Is the trade-off worth it? To me, and that's, I think this is a little bit of a misconception, it's true that children somehow have been spared compared to the huge burden in the, in the adult population, but children... Uh, get sick, they get infected and they get sick. We've seen more than 700 children and nationwide. Children are older, the impact of COVID in their health is much higher. So um, I think we need, we don't need to disregard this virus in this patient population be, because it can infect them 
and it, they can develop severe disease. Well, Dr. Ascension Mahayas, thank you so much, infectious disease physician, Nationwide Children's Hospital, for giving us some good information for parents as they uh, kind of wade through these waters as to what to do. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay, what's your name and where you're from? I'm Dana Askar, and I live in Hilliard, Ohio. So, Hannah, you're a teacher. I am. I taught kindergarten, and then this year I made the jump to fifth grade because of COVID. <laughs> wow. Okay, so can you just tell us um, what's it been like to, now that we have the vaccine and things are starting to return to somewhat a normal, if you could call it that, um, what's that been like for you from the perspective of a teacher around young children? Um, I would say it gives everyone a lot of hope. I've noticed with the kids, they get excited as they earn privileges back, like playing with other grades or getting to use certain equipment that before, because of COVID safety rules, we couldn't do. And I'm noticing that as a teacher, I'm glad this year is coming to an end, <laughs> but I'm also very hopeful and I, I'm glad that with the scientific research and advancements we're getting with the vaccines, I'm feeling confident next year is gonna be much better. That's amazing. That, I got goosebumps. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Tell us your name and where you're from. My name's Jackie Walton, and I'm from Delaware, Ohio. And now you're a teacher of older students. Which grade? I am high school. High school, and I teach history. Okay. How long have you been teaching? Five years. Five years. Okay, so in the past year, year and a half, what is the biggest change you've seen in your students once the, the pandemic hit? Has it been mostly positive change or has it been kind of a rough go? So my demographic of students have experienced a lot of mental health issues um, that we're not used to having to deal with on, um, on a teacher scale. We have a lot of depression and we've actually had some students end up in the hospital because of this depression with not being able to socialize with other people. Um, and I think that's something that's super necessary in, in a high school age group is the socialization which they've been missing. Absolutely. And ha have you seen a lot of um, lack of like motivation in the kids or are they thrilled to be back and kind of getting back to some normalcy? They're excited to be back, but there's also this no pressure to try to get to try to graduate on time oh. they're just like well I might graduate I might not there's not like a actual like accomplishment for graduation or a feel that we need to graduate because they're like well if I don't do it this year maybe next year and they're they're not excited about graduation which is very different <laughs> absolutely so. Absolutely. Would you say that um, it's kind of returning to um, normal where you teach Yes, we are uh, returning to normal, as much as you could say that. Yeah. Um, we are officially accepting a full-size class. Um, I know it's the end of the school year, but we're excited about that and that we don't have to stagger the students anymore. And we're seeing them start to um, socialize a lot more, which is what they were missing, and they're getting that a bunch now. So it's fun seeing them have friends and be excited to come to school again because it's like a honeymoon phase where they get to see their friends every day, and that's really really exciting as a teacher. <laughs> What's the word on the street? What are the kids saying? I mean, because your, your age group are eligible to get the vaccine. Yes. Um, not all the kids and parents are necessarily um, on the same, you know, on the same page on that. So from your perspective, is not like their parent who is making them take the vaccine or not letting them or whatever. What are the kids talking about amongst themselves? So this is very interesting. 
it's actually, um, I'm finding a lack of knowledge. So even though it's available to them, they don't know where to go or how to get it or if their parents will approve it or if they have to have their parents call off work to approve it. There's just more questions than there are answers for our students. And so therefore there's no motivation because they don't want to have to go through the steps of trying to get their parents approval, get their parents to call off work to go get it, um, find the time, find a location. They're just not motivated to do it because of all these questions that they don't have answers to. A big thank you to one of our sponsors, the Hutta family of orthodontists. And Heather, I know, I mean, you're right at the age with your girls. Yes, my oldest just lost her last baby tooth. Aww. Ah, it's bittersweet. Sure. <laughs> She's still got a cute smile. But you know, it's funny. She has her daddy's smile, Stacy, which is a little crooked. Oh. <laughs> it's cute, but I'm not going to tell her. It's much. adorable, but you're going to fix that. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Now's the time, right? Yeah. You have experience with this. Oh, you know, if you want the best of the best, the Hutta family of orthodontists, uh, Dr. James T. Hutta, Dr. Larry Hutta, they are responsible literally for thousands of smiles all over central Ohio. And it's one of those places people will light up if you mention the name Hutta because they have been at this more than 30 years. They have treated so many patients and now they have patients who are bringing their kids. And that says everything. It says everything about going to the right orthodontist. So what's my first step, Stacy? Do they do like a consultation? Yeah, free consultation and a free x-ray, which tells you when it's time to start the process. And they'll tell you if it's not. They'll tell you if you need to wait. HuttaFamilyOrtho.com. Just go there, look around, and they'll answer your questions. From America's floor source, Michelle Coulter, who is a designer in the Builder Department. Michelle, thank you for joining us on MomCast. Not a problem. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. All right. So all of us are like, we, we've got cabin fever, but I have a feeling what happened to many of us, Heather, um, while we were in, we found things that need done, right? Yes. I mean, that's the first thing you do. You start noticing all those things. Yes. And at, at our house, we definitely have already, we need floors. I mean, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. I'm waiting for a couple <laughs> things like we have a, an 18 year old dog. Oh, okay. I probably don't need to say anything else other <laughs> no, than no more. Yeah. No other more. than we want to wait until um, he reaches his um, glory. <laughs> so that, okay. So That's that we can replace <laughs> all the stuff that he messed up. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but that that's where a lot of us are. We've, we've decided things need to be done. Um, so where do we head? Because we haven't been out. Now we're, we're venturing back out. Where are we trend-wise? Because the last time I checked, everything was gray. Floors were gray. It was a certain kind of wood. Where are we right now? You know, Modern Farmhouse has kind of made a huge uh, resurgence out here, especially. So lighter floors. People have, have done the gray thing, and then they did kind of gray overload. Um, and and so that's that's... It's still a thing because it's very neutral, so it's still a thing, I think, in bits and pieces, but I think now more like natural textures and tones, um, a little more of a natural wood, a lighter wood, um, and and just pairing that with things that are just, you know, super rugged because, as you said, family and pets and life, you know, things that, that can withstand some abuse, natural-looking things, um, just a little more call to nature, I think, is, is what everybody's looking for, so just a little bit of everything. And I don't know, it, it seems like um, like I, I see white, white, white. 
Yeah, white, white, and more white. Yeah, but here's the thing with all that. You know, yes, because it has a lot of versatility. You can you can pair white, obviously, with anything, and people are pairing white with black and gray and like kind of keeping it at that. But I think it's really important that you you really figure out what kind of emotion you want to convey in your home. You know, do you want something that's beachy? Do you want something that's relaxing? Do you want invigorating? Do you want super just calm, come home, I want it dark and, and, and luxurious looking, and I just want to sink into a big fluffy couch? So, you know, you kind of, you can take those trends, but personalize it to your own liking and add whatever color and flair that fits your personality, your lifestyle, and obviously the you know the feelings that you want to have in your home and, and the emotion that you want to convey in your home. So, you know, you, you can take the white on white on white, but a little flair. You know, <laughs> sure. my emotion would be like freaking out all the time if I had white. I know, right? <laughs> That's my emotion. I know, yeah. and yelling, and, lots and, of yelling. <laughs> so, those who could do the white on white thing? Yeah, and, maybe and, in and about twenty years it, when my children move to Hawaii. I'll go with white. Exactly. (laughs) Fingerprints on the walls, on that white wall. Exactly. exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Can you give everyone the website? Because I think that's probably the easiest way to maybe look around and see what they would like to do. I know we have several locations where where MomCast, of course, based in Columbus. So several locations around. I think the website would be the easiest way, Michelle, for folks to find you. It's just americasfloorsource.com. Just remember there's Americas. There's an S on the end of Americas. Floorsource.com, and you're good to go. Well, that gives me a lot to think about. <laughs> wow. You know, it's, it's just, it's all encompassing this mom thing. No one told me this when I signed up. <laughs> they never do. Design your home. <laughs> vaccinate your kids if you want. This is a lot to take in. But that's why we're here. This is MomCast. And Greg and Stacy, Jess and Greg. I love having this community. And thank you so much for being a part of this. Of course, we always want to know what you think. You can chime in on our Facebook page. Most importantly, if you forget everything else we talked about, subscribe, rate, and review our podcast, MomCast. And we will catch you next time. <laughs>